Hi, and welcome to Take Every Thought Captive, our weekly look at the Catholic intellectual tradition and an exploration of the authors, books, and topics that have shaped Catholic thinking for 2,000 years. I'm Dr. Richard Bolzakelli, lecturer in theology at Catholic Studies Academy, in for Jason Gale, and I'm joined this week by Dr. Benjamin Smith, our lecturer in philosophy. Today, we'll be looking at arguments for, of all things, political authoritarianism, both Mm -hmm. ancient and new. What exactly is authoritarianism? Is there a rational or moral case for it? Can it ever be a legitimate approach to governance? Dr. Smith is planning an article on this topic for his substack, The Logos Letter, so I'm sure he's got a lot to say about it. As with many jarring ideas, I think we'll find that the issue here is a bit more complex than we're usually inclined to imagine. So before we get started, don't forget the basics, like and subscribe, hit the bell, leave your comments down below, and don't forget to share our content with your friends. And Dr. Smith, why don't you get us started on this uh, discussion? Thank you. I uh, appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about this. I think it's an interesting uh, topic. It's it's sort of like, you know, um, I think we did one, uh, a, a podcast on monarchism not too long ago, you know, uh, was sort of exploratory. Um, right. Although I think there's, you know, actually more sympathy for monarchy than there used to be, maybe. Uh, there's probably less for authoritarianism, right? Right. It's just one of those terms that has a bad connotation to us, you know? Um, I think um, I think actually that I don't want to interrupt you right in your no, it's okay. initial thoughts, but I just, I, I, as you mentioned, monarchy um, versus authoritarianism. Um, I think in the mind of the typical american mm, listener mm-hmm. the two are the same thing right and, right right um, i don't think either of us would would hold to that view yeah um, it's, it's sort of tricky and i think one of the things in political discourse that's that's that is difficult right is that the terminology can be pretty slippery right yeah mm-hmm. you know and like i said there's associations get made that maybe have some historical purchase in some periods but then in others don't necessarily apply or don't necessarily yeah. apply sort of theoretically, right? right. Um, so I think it's a, a good a good place to start um, with this is to just begin with a definition. Uh, and I think a useful way for our audience would be to begin with a definition that distinguishes authoritarianism from liberalism, right? Uh, very right. often in our contemporary discourse, those are, are sort of at odds. I remember during the Cold War, this is an interesting, another distinction that would come out often. We would sometimes be allies, that is the United States of America, with fairly authoritarian regimes, right? Um, uh, yeah. You know, right? I'm pretty and, sure that's actually not entirely in the past either. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> uh, we would distinguish them. Now we just don't say anything. But I remember uh, sometimes being told, well, they're authoritarian, but not totalitarian, right? Uh Which was an interesting distinction, right, on its own. But let's start with authoritarianism versus liberalism, right? So in liberalism, if you were just to take, say, maybe a useful, but uh, kind of um, of rule of thumb kind of definition or description, Mm -hmm. uh, would be some, would be any regime um, that... um, promotes individual rights or prioritizes the liberty of the individual, right? Right. So it's not going to be necessarily be a, a full-blown sort of libertarianism necessarily. That that description allows for some variance, right? Mm-hmm. It also allows, very importantly, for different kinds of regimes. Sometimes we get these issues mixed up, right? You could have a liberal monarchy. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's a that's a theoretical possibility, right? Where you have the rule of one, but his prior, but the way he rules is to um emphasize uh the liberty of the individual. Yeah. Right. Uh similarly, you could do you could have an aristocracy or a republic, right? Now, usually liberalism and a republic go together historically, but it's absolutely it's not absolutely necessary, right? To mm-hmm. those go together. So again, sometimes we get issues of regime, that is the structure of offices confused with these more substantive political questions right uh yeah. about what's the goal right uh-huh. uh, of the of the state right authoritarianism would just be i think uh again good rule of thumb um uh the opposite of liberalism in the sense that it would um prioritize the uh, the 
political authority, right? That is the right to command and the expectation of obedience, mm-hmm. right? So the right to command would have a much wider scope with an authoritarian regime than, say, a democratic, uh, sorry, a liberal regime, right? Right, right. Um, now, uh, usually uh, that would also go with, uh, you know, historically that would usually go with it being non-democratic, that is non-elected, but that's not, again, absolutely necessary, right? An interesting example would be the uh, Islamic Republic of Iran, right? Which I would say is authoritarian and democratic, oddly enough, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it has a it has within it a, a sort of aristocratic element with the, I think it's called the Guardian Council. Um, but <laughs> the, uh, well, you know, the Ayatollah Khomeini was a, was a, was a reader of Plato, right? Uh-huh. Um but um, in any event, uh, it is largely a republic. That is, they have elections and they're not fraudulent, right? They're, it is, uh, um, you know, they are legitimately an authoritarian republic, <laughs> right? Right. That is, they have a, an assembly that has a lot of power, right, uh, based on Islamic law. Do you think that's a fair sort of maybe way of distinguishing? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, so it's hard for most Americans. I think, well, I don't want to say most, but I know here's what I would say. I think it's hard for most Americans to imagine themselves saying that authoritarianism could ever be good. Right, right, right. Um, it does seem to me, though, that is, that many Americans do think authoritarianism is good, even if they don't like the word. <laughs> um, sort of progressive authoritarianism. Sure, right, yeah. where there's a, a very, very strong hand, right? Right. Uh, right. Now, is it possible, here's where it may seem a little bit strange, is it possible to have authoritarianism and a strong emphasis on some individual liberties? Um, I mean, I hate to, to, to sound evasive, but it... it I think it w- it's a question of degree, really. There, uh-huh. yes, yeah, some, sure. You know, I mean, I think you know. Let me take give you an authoritarian regime. Say, uh, uh, Pinochet in Chile. Is, is that right? I think he was the the dictator mm. of Chile for a long time. They had a military government. I mean, you could own personal property. You could buy your own car. You could. I mean, you you could kind of live where you wanted. Uh, you know, so there's a, there were a good number of what we would consider personal freedoms. I think uh-huh. in Chile. Uh, at the same time, it was pretty authoritarian not very let's take another example maybe franco in spain mm-hmm. um that's pretty authoritarian my father actually went to visited spain uh on a uh, just you know european tourist trip when franco was yeah it was towards the end very end of franco's uh life but franco was was still in charge and you know he, he said you know it was it was noticeably different <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like the it was definitely a military uh authoritarian uh regime uh but you know i mean he was free to move around and you know he he didn't have any problems you know uh being there and and again in spain you could have uh, under franco uh you know i mean again owned your own property have your own car you know so there would be a, i would say a space right mm-hmm. uh where there's still personal liberty um uh, does that answer answer your question? Yeah, I, I suppose so. It's just that I find I, I find I look at our own political situation in the United States today and mm-hmm. parts of Europe, and I see um, people kind of, you know, you mandates about having to having to you know do this or do that. Sure. We, were, we went through the mask thing and the yeah yeah, yeah. everybody pushing vaccines, and um, and um, and of course we. You know, we have um, in the political space, uh, in terms of um, politi- politically charged, um, you know, issues, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like there is a tendency towards some really authoritarian, um, uh, you know, really authoritarian control. Sure. Um, but at the same time, some of what it's doing is um, is saying you had better um, support, <laughs> right? You'd better support <laughs> this behavior that we want everybody to be free to engage. Right, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. So one issue I think that's interesting to think about, and sometimes, again, given the complexity of political discourse, 
you know, these things sometimes get, um, get, get confusing, mm-hmm. you know, in America, especially right. Our political mm-hmm. culture, even if you're on the right or the left, it really doesn't matter about this really is framed in terms of thinking about liberty and government. Right. Mm-hmm. That's just our political culture. Like that, that's, that's the way we approach things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, you know, there's a, there's a sense that to be on the right is to be uh, against political authority. To be on the left is to be sort of for political authority in the American context, right? Mm-hmm. But of course, globally, it's not that way at all, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you, like, so like if you can sort of imagine an authoritarianism that's not promoting evil, but it's promoting good, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> like, you know, so yeah, maybe there, there's there's... There's a lot more uh, command and control than maybe one might 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 be to your, to American taste, right? Mm-hmm. But what they're command and controlling is actually good. Now that actually takes you then to a substantive issue because certainly right. progressive authoritarians are going to say that's what we're doing. We're promoting the good, right? Yeah. And, I, and I'm going to respond is like, no, actually, what you're doing is pretty evil. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. My, right. Fact, we don't agree on beef, what's good in this. That's case. right. My biggest beef with you. Maybe I do think you're you're commanding more than you should, but my biggest beef with you is that you're commanding evil. Right, 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 right. Um, does that make sense? I mean, so I think we sometimes it, get that. Yeah, it makes sense dro- to me. That drops out of our 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 again our our political consciousness in America is really conditioned by that government liberty issue. Right, right. and sometimes we kind of let that substantive issue just kind of drop out. You know. Yeah. Uh, I think you had um, you had mentioned um, you mentioned to me when we were talking a bit earlier off uh, off mic um, some passages in Plato, particularly in the Gorgias, that yeah. um, that you thought were sort of important for this discussion. Yeah, yeah. So of course, Plato is a is is one of our is a famous authoritarian, right? right. I mean, I think he, we have to just accept that he is an authoritarian. It, it you know the republic right uh, of course we have an authoritarian authoritarianism of the wise right right uh so i don't know how i, I hesitate to say it was something like so farky or something you know like the rule of the wise right uh-huh. uh um uh in the gorgias though we have an interesting little argument that he uses uh socrates uses i think it's against polis it may be Callicles. they're both in the uh um uh, in the in the discourse, um, but he makes an argument. So his interlocutor is arguing that the tyrant's life is the best life. Now, no, yeah. I say tyrant. Okay, tyrant here has two important connotations to it. One is a tyrant in ancient Greece was a um, authoritarian r- ruler of popular revolt. Okay, yeah, uh-huh. that's a tyrant was specifically that right. And then secondly, and importantly, you know, illegitimate, as in the sense, uh, in Plato's view, not ruling for the good, uh-huh. just ruling for his own pleasure and, and you know, wealth. And that, and that and that's what Socrates in the locker keeps saying, right, is that the tyrant's the best because he can kill anybody he wants to kill. He uh-huh. can have anyone's wife. He can take their home. He can be super wealthy, et cetera, right? So mm-hmm. you're just, you're powerful and hedonistic and nobody can stop you. And that's the best life, right? That's what that's what he's arguing, right? Which, you know, one of the things you yeah. gotta love about Plato, right? Is he always he brings in the extreme, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of, you're not anticipating, right? The person who actually gives you the argument for it's good to be a villain, basically. Right, right, right. right. You know? uh-huh. So as um, of course, Socrates disputes this view, and he disputes it and says, in fact, that despite appearances, the tyrant is the weakest of all. Mm-hmm. Right. And the least free and the most servile. Now, as in a locker, he's like, that's ridiculous. How could that possibly be? <laughs> right. And what, what Plato asks is he says, well, look, yes, this very simple question is Plato often does. He says, do you know, do you or, or does the tyrant want what's uh uh really desirable? Right? Does he want what's good? Right. Um, and of course he says, yes, right? You know, that is he yeah. wants. He wants to get that which is really desirable. But Plato says this is exactly where the tyrant falls down, right? Because a tyrant is ruled by his passions, right? His feelings, his desire, right? Mm -hmm. He can't know what is actually good, 
right? Uh-huh. And therefore, he can't actually get it. So uh-huh. by being the kind of man that is a tyrant, he actually defeats his ability to um, to get what he wants. And therefore, he is not free and he is not powerful, right? Very, you know, Socratic, Platonic right, style right. argument, right? Right. And the interesting thing about here in the use of the word powerful, right, is you would say, well, um, the ability to do damage isn't really power as such, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, not if you're not getting what you really want. Right. Right. So he could do damage. Sure. But mm-hmm. he doesn't make his life better. That's right. He doesn't make his life better because he can't figure out what that is. Right. You know? Um, so very again, very platonic style argument. Yeah, I love <clears throat> I think these kinds of arguments are wonderful, wonderful for especially for you know, college students to deal with and uh, that kind of thing. But what struck me about it is it reminded me a little bit of, uh, I've been working, as you know, Rich, with Hegel a lot over the last year or so. Uh It reminded me of some kinds of arguments we find in Hegel. And I thought, you know, you could almost turn this argument into an argument against um, liberalism and for uh, authoritarianism. Uh, Namely that most people, not just the tyrant, right? Mm. That as a matter of fact, most human beings are ruled by their passions, right? Yeah. And therefore do not know what is really good and do not pursue it. But that's, of course, what they want is what's really desirable, right? They want the good, the, the thing that's the, that, it, that will actualize them and fulfill them and make them happy, but they don't know what it is, right? Yeah. And so... Even though, this this is the tricky part, even though they're making their own individual choices, Mm -hmm. they in fact are not free, right? Because they're not getting what they want. They're getting pseudo versions of it. They would be freer in this situation if they were directed, right, by someone with better insight towards that which is really good. Yeah, right. Now, I know that this sounds super arrogant to the average person, but um, <laughs> right. but the way I would, the way I would, I would sort of defend the thesis mm-hmm. is to say, um, well, look at how we treat children. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we generally don't let children make life-altering decisions. Uh, we don't let them just have whatever they seem to be clamoring for it in a given time at the moment yeah right 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 because mm-hmm. we know that they don't know enough uh-huh. to be able to govern their own emotions right they're not in, they're, they don't rule their own emotions with reason with mm-hmm. informed reason mm-hmm. um and um and so if we allow them to just have whatever they ask for we can be pretty sure that they'll ruin their lives right yep Yep. So, yep. so the question is, how do we get children to um, to kind of arrive at a point in their lives where they no longer need to be governed by others, but can govern themselves? Mm-hmm. And um, and if we fail to do that, mm-hmm. uh, what sort of government is necessary? Mm-hmm. Like, well, how do we how do we treat adults if they never become really adults? Sometimes they get incarcerated. Right. That's right. right. Yeah. I mean, there's example number one, right? right. You're in jail. That's right. right. You're in jail, right? I mean, like, and that, that's an authoritarian regime, right? Like you, you, what you eat, where you go, what you wear, everything, time you get up, time you go to bed, et cetera, right? I mean, that's yeah. ex- the extreme, obviously, right? Um, I think, yeah, I mean, so, um, you know, with adults, right, uh, who can't manage themselves right um i mean this is the question is and even the framers of the american constitution you know brought this up you know self-governance at the political level is only possible to the virtuous Mm -hmm. right to those who aren't virtuous actually they again they may be making their individual choices and in that sense they feel like they're free right but they fall short of, I think, what I would consider self-governance, right? That is, they're not getting what they really want, which is happiness, fulfillment, actualization, what's really desirable, right? Right, right. Uh, despite the fact that they have, we might call it liberty of choice, right? Yeah. Um, and so in such cases, right, their exercise of their own wills is to their own detriment, 
they're better off and it's more loving, right? Uh, you might say, right? <laughs> to not let them control their own lives, right? But to have their lives at least in large part, maybe controlled uh, by others. Yeah, it's a hard saying, but yeah. <laughs> it's a hard saying. <laughs> oh no, and it cuts against the grain. Uh, and I do want to say here, like I, even if I speak strongly here, I say all this with some qualifications in my own mind, right? I mean, I, uh -huh. I'm not entirely endorsing all this, but I think it needs to be thought about. Uh, and I think it's it's it it's worth considering, right? So yeah. let's take a let's take a, 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 a let's take a, a, a situation where you had an authoritarian government that was for the good, right? Okay. So right. we can say, you know, it's Plato's Republic, whatever, you know, uh, something along those lines. Kind of what would that look like, right? mm -hmm. maybe just in broad terms, right? Well, I think in, in broad terms, you know, um, it, the, the, the downside here is that the, this affects the virtuous as well, right? Because, you, you know, you can't, this is, it's not, it's going to be very hard to maybe suss out, especially early on, who's virtuous and who's vicious, right? Uh, or who's just mediocre or intemperate. Right. Um, so, uh, but what you're going to have is a, is a system in which um, the authority, we'll call it the guardians or something like that, makes a lot of the decisions that otherwise might be made by the um, um uh, by the individual, right? So mm -hmm. some examples, uh, you know, uh, no pornography, right. right? That'd be a simple one, right? Just going to outlaw it. Uh, you know, people who possess it, we're going to put them in jail, or we're going to publicly shame them. We're going to take pretty severe actions, right? Uh, against the, uh, against those who possess it, who distribute it. Uh, it will not be allowed on the internet. Again, anybody who's, you know, tries to make that, we're going to put them in jail. Uh, we're going to, you know, it's going to be, significant punishments right mm -hmm. we're not going to leave you free to make that choice right 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 um similarly you know might uh outlaw uh adultery or criminalize adultery um we might um do things like uh install uh a curfew right as i like to say nothing good uh in public happens after 10 p.m right oh. uh you know, <laughs> like that's not true i know Strictly speaking, but if you think about it, think about how much evil crap happens after 10 p.m. Right, right. You know, like, I mean, just just shut it down. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> just this. I, I remember uh, when I was in uh, England, they still had some counties where it was the case that the pubs closed at nine. You know? Yeah, that's interesting. For It's not that bad. Like, I mean. UK. Yeah, I mean, like, like, why do you have to, like, I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's like, it's not, there's a lot, again, a lot of mischief that goes on. Right, right. <laughs> Once you get uh -huh. past that, right? And a lot we might avoid. Now, is that strictly evil to, to be out in public past 10? Is it per se evil? Of course not, right? Mm -hmm. uh, or, But these are the kinds of things that the authoritarian regime, knowing that it has people who can't rule themselves. Uh-huh. The authoritarian regime says, just like I might say with my, ch like with yeah, my children, right? right? Be yeah. home by nine. Uh -huh. Be home by nine. You know, I uh -huh. just, after nine, bad stuff happens to teenagers, right? Yeah. And I'm going to say, after nine, bad stuff happens to Americans. So uh -huh. you, can't, you can't be out after nine o'clock, right? So um, those would be some issues. Now, I brought all these up on purpose, right? Uh, mm -hmm. One of them is a per se evil pornography, right? So we would just, you could just say outlaw because it's evil, right? Right. But it's a kind of, I don't want to say trivial evil, but it's a kind of evil that's not an injustice or doesn't necessarily involve injustice on the face of it, right? And so, you know, like, it's not the kind of thing that's always going to be outlawed, like in a natural law regime, mm -hmm. uh, kind of depending on the relative status of the people. But in an authoritarian regime, for sure, right? You're just going to say, like, you know, like, that's bad. You don't need it. It's out. Right. Yeah, there's no right to pornography. That's right. Yeah. Uh, now, on the other hand, you know, how late you stay up and where you go, usually we would consider that, you know, something that is up to you. Right. Yeah. Uh, but in this regime, we're saying no. You know, another example, of course, if this was a Christian authoritarian regime would be just, you know, all businesses except for maybe designated gas stations and hospitals would be closed on Sundays. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, just across the board. Just yep, we're shutting it down. You know, no, no restaurants. None of that stuff, right? 
yeah. um, would be open. Even my beloved NFL, I would not allow them to, you know, to play games on to Sunday. Play games on Sunday. Right? I mean, I mean, that would be authoritarian. I mean, that would actually get people. <laughs> yeah, that would get people. Right? <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. Football, <laughs> but you know, uh, you know, the the guardians are caring for the people. Uh huh. You know. Um, so yeah, football what, your, players are people too. You know, they. That's true. That's right. Break. You know what's really interesting though sometimes is. You'll hear, uh, I'm sure you've heard this before, but I know of several examples where um, waitresses who have to work on Sundays mm-hmm. have mentioned that they would just rather be home uh-huh. right, than making that money. You know, they'd rather just be home. Like, it's actually charitable, <laughs> right? Yeah. To, 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 when you think about the, the other side of the counter, right? Mm-hmm. Not just your side of the counter. Right. the other side of the counter right why, why those people should just be at home right or at church or both you know uh with their families so again the your wise guardians are caring for you right yeah and you know you, the, the counter argument would be but they need the money productivity and you know the <laughs> gdp but but it's the authoritarian ruler would say well I understand those arguments, but that's precisely why we need to put limits. That's right. Right. Exactly. Because without those limits, people just, will just keep working. That's right. That's right. It's something interesting about the modern man, I think, especially, right? You're like, I mean, God tells us you have six days to work. And on the seventh yeah. day, you will rest. Is right? is God an authoritarian ruler? <laughs> I think so. I mean, like actually, right? <laughs> this is one of the interesting things about this discussion, right? That mm-hmm. comes up to my mind is sure. It's actually at least from a Judeo-Christian perspective, and I would say also from a Muslim perspective, mm-hmm. um, the, all governance takes its cue from an authoritarian foundation, mm-hmm. and that is the divine and natural law. Right, yeah. Right? I mean, God makes the world, determines mm-hmm. the parameters, decides what's morally good and what's morally bad. He makes mm-hmm. commands. Now, those commands may, you know, they may be rational commands. Mm-hmm. They may be for the good. I'm sure they are. Sure. Um, but they are commands. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And you're not, and here's what's interesting. This is very much within the classical Christian tradition. Obeying those commands is not servile. Obeying uh-huh. those commands is actually freedom, right? Right. In fact, if all you could muster is a servile obedience you're you're deficient right sure to god mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um but you know just obeying those laws is good right i mean it's actually mm-hmm. flir- promotes your flourishing it right it that's how it's what presented. you really want right that's Which how it's presented good. in the bible right right yes yes absolutely. like we're so fortunate to have the torah <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <We're so right. laughs> what other nation knows how to please god i mean that yeah that's yeah. That's real freedom. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that, so I think those examples, right, you know, open up, right. I think uh, at least as somebody who's grown up on, you know, sort of the right in America, right. Of course, uh-huh. I have a, my own political culture and background is to, to be pretty uh, um, wary with respect to authoritarianism. Yeah, right? because it's so easy to abuse it. Of course. And I think that's probably one of the strongest arguments against it, right? Uh-huh. Uh, but on its side, you can see how if it's the case that we're like this, and I think it really, it's arguable that we are and always have been maybe uh-huh. to greater or lesser degrees, right? Um, but we have a sense, like we just can't help ourselves, you know? Uh, um, I mean, I don't mean that in an absolute literal sense, but you know, that we just have a tendency to run amok, right? And um and and that the you know the argument for authoritarianism is not that I want to deprive you of a good, but I want to put you in the best position to achieve the good, right? And then yeah. and by so doing get what you really want. Now Thomas doesn't exactly put things this way, but one thing he does talk about, Thomas Aquinas, <clears throat> is at least the possibility that a man begins to obey the law out of fear, mm-hmm. but over time obeys it by custom and then even rationally. That is, he comes to see the good in it. Yeah. So he's uh-huh. not just 
you know, it, Thomas says, you know, when it comes to the unruly, all things considered, it's best that they just obey out of fear, right? I mean, you know, uh, right. All things considered, you can't expect more from them. So <laughs> that's right. Yeah, but you know, there's at least the possibility that 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 long obedience might actually train them to where they, oh yeah, like this is actually good, right? Mm-hmm. It's good to get to bed early and not be out till midnight, you know winching and drinking you know and you know what i mean like it, it yeah, actually yeah. I, I feel better and i'm more productive and i'm you know you know like all this sort of thing right you know um so i think you know those are the the kinds of arguments you might make for uh uh authoritarianism right and 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 the idea that obedience in such a situation this might be even a little more controversial that obedience in such a situation is actually it promotes freedom more than say vice uh, does even even though you're being deprived of the liberty of choice in a lot of areas why is that because you're getting what you really want which is that which is really desirable yeah real good so people would say though well no um the ability to make my own choices mm-hmm. is so fundamental a good that mm-hmm. to deprive me of that is to do the greatest harm. Mm-hmm. How would you reply to that? Because I think that's kind of the attitude many people would have today. Yeah, I would say the value of your choice is determined by what you choose. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, I think that's the counterpoint. Like, is uh, we don't think all choices are good. Yeah, you know, absent. Uh, I mean, it, you know, you could bring in some extreme examples, and people would say, "Of course." Right? I mean, you know, like. You, you choose to, to to rape to to murder to you know was it good because you chose it no right you know yeah you chose it and it was bad and your choice was bad right and we should have prevented you from choosing. <laughs> that's right yeah it was right to do so yeah yeah and not only good for others but even good for you yeah uh-huh. right <clears throat> uh that we uh prevent you from from making those choices um now, good. Obviously, of course, even liberal regimes outlaw such, you know, those kinds of heinous acts. But just to the philosophical issue, right, or the ethical issue of the choice there, right? Um, yeah, I think uh, those kinds of examples bring out that the, the choice, absent the object in the end, right, is not mm-hmm. enough for moral analysis. So, right. So, here's what here's what comes to light. Okay, is that it seems to me there's no such thing as a society in which nothing is against the law yes right right, in which there are no prohibitions or Mm -hmm. commands Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's only a question of what is prohibited and what is commanded right right so where the line is drawn and that takes us back to the point that i made earlier which is that um from a judeo-christian perspective there is an absolute moral authority and every governmental structure is Mm -hmm. accountable to it Mm -hmm. um so so even highly liberal regimes sure. will still place limits around, you know, the uh, around basic moral laws, the most fundamental moral laws, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't deprive the innocent of life uh, sure. on purpose, you know, you, um, I mean, it, it's, it, so, um, <clears throat> So the principle, I guess the principle is established, the principle is established, I think, incontrovertibly that authoritarianism in in principle is not evil. Yeah. Makes sense? Like yeah, a, right. in principle, it's not evil. We know that because if it was, then sure. God would be evil. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, maybe some people think that. But maybe you don't want to live, you don't want to live in the society that would that they would create yeah you know john of saint thomas uh speculating on the motives of satan uh-huh. uh uh so, uh it's the idea kind of 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 a kind of false freedom there right that, that yeah. satan would not be commanded right that he right. thought his own dignity right the dignity of his being was such that he shouldn't have to suffer command Right, right. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And and you know, I'm certainly I'm sure it is the case that 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 his being metaphysically speaking has a high 
status you know mm-hmm. uh, uh but still not god <laughs> yeah. right right <laughs> yeah. um i always thought that passage in john st Thomas was interesting um oh it, re- it is and and the thing is what's so um it's so poignant because i think you can actually see today mm-hmm. there's a movement toward mm-hmm. satanism today mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um and there are those who really want to worship Satan, and there are those who are really just sort of trying to put a metaphor to atheism. Mm-hmm. But either way, sure. right, yeah. it's autonomy of the self above all things. Yes, right, self-rule. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they are, they, they, and you know that 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 makes sense. You know, um, so in this, uh, so if we want to say there is at least a, uh, it makes sense, right, that that you would adopt that model. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go with somebody, uh, you know, the um, uh, was it Blake, uh, the famous poet, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Satan. Uh, Satan. You know, when he's thrown out of out of heaven, has he has Satan say, you know, I'd, I'd uh, rather rule in hell than serve yeah. in heaven, right? I mean, that's right. that's that's the perfect, you know, rebel, right? Uh, against against legitimate, true divine authority right you know the the very highest authority um there is now of course all of this is uh you know so if we're going to make if all of this is correct right we're going to hold it, it it's at least possible right yeah possible right that, yeah. that we have could have a rational authoritarianism right yeah um and, that, and a, a just authoritarianism mm-hmm. yeah yeah it would, yes absolutely and that in such a case right you would be uh it would be good to be obedient to the state um and uh and not contrary to your freedom right at least put it that mm-hmm. way right your genuine authentic freedom um yes which, you which would... we, well let's, let's define that your genuine okay. authentic freedom mm-hmm. um your your capacity to pursue the true good that's right, right? Yep. to become the best version of yourself yeah absolutely yep uh yeah i mean you you would be doing that right under a rational authoritarianism that was just and uh and good um you know you you would still be making the choice to obey the law right i mean so there is still you know choice there mm-hmm. uh and and if you're a virtuous man you right, you would be doing it for the sake of the good you might right. recognize man delights in doing the good right that's right you might realize look yeah, I don't, I mean, it's not literally the case that it's a sin to be out after nine o'clock, right? Uh, I, you know, I recognize that, but I also see that the authority has created an environment that is overall for the common good, right? And that it is, uh, it, it's promoting something, these real goods, even though in itself, being out past nine is not, a, is not bad, right? You would think so of it the way you might think of it. You would think of it the way you might think of paying reasonable taxes, right? You would right. be like, mm-hmm. it's sure. not a, it's not a, um, uh, a confiscatory tax, right? It's, mm-hmm. But I, I am losing money in taxation, sure. but mm-hmm. I know that by paying my taxes, I have a fire department, I have a police sure. force, I have a military, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We have roads to drive on. Yeah, and some and I think another good. Yeah, it would be like traffic laws, right? Right, uh-huh. which are not per se goods or evils, right? you know, uh, according to natural law, but you should obey the traffic laws, right? Uh-huh. You like, it's, it's, it, there is a, there is a, a higher level command, right? Yeah. I, I mean, uh, really love to drive in the left side of the street right now, but, <laughs> but I recognize that it's, it's good for everyone if I just drive on the right side. That's right. Including myself. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so I think that that, uh, that would be helpful. Uh, now there is some, there is some bite. Yeah, I mean, there is some pinch to this, of course. Um, but I think um, in the sense that, you know, the scope of your own freedom, right, is the scope of your own individual choices, right, is going to be more limited in a, or appear to be anyways, uh, in some senses, right? Um, but um, as again, it, it's not going to actually undercut or subvert your, your authentic freedom, right, uh-huh. uh, your, your, your true freedom. What do you what do you think about such a regime, uh, Rich? What, I mean, you know, no no work on Sundays. Mm-hmm. You know, businesses close at nine. Um, you know, um, no no pornography. Um, 
we could come up with some other things. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, let me, let me you say, know, how, about, how about this? I think a really good one would be like, we don't, we just have four channels to watch, uh-huh. five channels to watch. We don't need more than five, uh-huh. right? And that they all go off at 10 o'clock. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? There's no like watching TV in the middle of the night. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Like, we don't so, need it. It's bad for us. And we know it's bad for us. No. Uh-huh. Good. So here's what I would say in response to that. Um, I would prefer a society in which such measures were unnecessary. Okay. Um, I don't really have a problem with the uh, illegalization of pornography, but but I mean the the the, the restrictions on when I'm out, mm-hmm. you know, how many channels are on TV, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It seems to that that's pushing a lot further than um, than I think is really ideal. Mm-hmm. but but here's the problem is i look out the window today and it does seem to me obvious that very many of this is going to sound really arrogant mm-hmm. but hey you're listening to us <laughs> um, <laughs> you go listen to egalitarianism yeah go listen to egalitarianism you want right it's going to sound really arrogant but it does seem to me in our society that very many of my fellow citizens are incapable of self-governance mm. yeah. that, that they are, they make self-destructive choices on the regular. Mm. Um, and like, that's probably more normal than, than unusual for, for many, at least in the big questions. Mm-hmm. Um, are they leading their lives in such a way as to become better people or are they becoming more vicious in the way that they make their choices? I think, look, if you don't, if you don't see that our society, that our society has been trending toward vice. Right. I mean, Mm. let me just put it that way. Right. Is our society trending toward vice? Right. right, I think most of our viewers would probably say that it is. Mm -hmm. It has been for a long Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. Um, And now, does that mean that I want to just enact an authoritarian regime? I'm not really endorsing that. I'm just saying. (laughs) um Uh if you don't want one how about that if you don't want an authoritarian regime Mm -hmm. then we need as a society to decide to become capable of self-governance we Mm -hmm. need to start pushing back toward Mm -hmm. virtue of our own accord sure now there's a there's a really dangerous thing here too though right and that is just because you get an authoritarian regime like we said, in principle, an authoritarian regime could be good, sure. right? Yeah. Right. It could also be very, very evil, and sure. could command evil, right? Sure. As we mentioned with certain political movements, mm-hmm. so um, we don't want that either, right? That would be even worse mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. than the society that we have, where we're trending as a whole toward vice, right? We're yeah, trending to yeah. a whole toward vice. To the point where people might even think we should be, we should be commanded mm-hmm. to be vicious. Yeah, so I think it's a it's a great observation, uh, Rich, and it goes to I think a lot of classical political thought, right? It, you know, thinks about you know sort of you know what's the better or the worst, you know, yeah. and you know like the best might be a virtuous monarchical authoritarian monarch, right? Mm-hmm. But the worst is a vicious uh, authoritarian monarch. Right? Yeah, right. You know, right. so uh, you know we're, we're sort of muddling through in this kind of middle position in a in a um, declining republic. We might say, say yeah, declining republic. Um, yeah. So I mean, that kind of seems to me where we are at the moment. Mm-hmm. And for my own part, um, you know, for my own part, I kind of think. I sort of want a little bit more libertarianism mm-hmm. um, because I fear that mostly the, I, I I would prefer a world in which I don't have to command virtue. Mm-hmm. Right. I prefer that world. And I fear very much the world in which vice is commanded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and that's a completely uh, legitimate, I think, uh, concern, but let me pose you a, uh, a practical concrete question uh-huh. do you think at this point uh, we've been talking 
So, uh, I hope our listeners aren't depressed. <laughs> talking last time about decline. Now we're talking about authoritarianism. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> sorry. Guys, we have other we have other topics. <laughs> this is just what's on my <laughs> mind a lot recently. But the um um you know um do you think it's possible to restore a genuine republic in the United States of America? at this point and then a second question is are we inevitably going towards some version of authoritarianism Mm -hmm. and the question is it's just either going to be authoritarianism of the left or the right yeah so um (laughs) yeah that's a great question um we should before i even begin to formulate a response okay (laughs) I want to say that um, the question is about diagnosis rather than endorsement. That's correct. Yes. Right. That's a description. Um, Yeah. Uh, And so would be my response. Right. So um, do I, what do I actually think is happening? Mm. Um, Are we unrecoverable? As a Republic. As a Republic. Um, I think the answer to that is yes and no. Okay. Here's what I mean. So yes, I kind of think we're unrecoverable if by this we mean the United States as it appeared in 1950 something. Um, and I know it wasn't all great all the time. It was pretty great. It was, but it was, great. It was much I, I, better I'd than be happy we make it back. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty good for the most part, right? <laughs> Aside from a few serious injustices that that we were able um, from our own moral fiber ultimately to mm. um, put behind us. Yep. Um, it was pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. So um, can we ever go back to that? I'm not sure that we have a road back to that. Mm-hmm. That's very direct. Mm-hmm. It, it seems to me that um, it seems to me that the structure of this country is going to have to is going to have to become much more loose the fed the 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 um the mm-hmm. federal federal right. structure right is going to have to become much more right. loose with mm-hmm. states being more independent of other states i got you. Um, yeah. a, a reduced role of the federal government mm-hmm. if in fact we are to see any sort of virtuous republics yeah okay so i think, uh, I think mm-hmm. what we'll find is uh, in that structure, we'll mm-hmm. have a number of virtuous republics and a number of really vicious ones. And maybe they won't mm-hmm. even really be republics. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll all be sort of politically united in some way, not necessarily a complete dissolution of the union, but something mm-hmm. just very different from what. Yeah, very decentralized. Yeah. Yeah, very uh, decentralized. Yeah. So uh, that's interesting, Rich, because I mean, for some years now, that's been my best case scenario uh, as well, right? Thinking uh-huh. about the, you know, like the United States, that the best case scenario where republicanism, and I mean that small r, uh, could flourish, uh-huh. right? Would be at the state level. Uh, where, and you just sort of minimize the, the federal, you know, as much as possible right right um and you know it's arguable uh i think very arguable that that actually is the original intent yeah i do the, I, uh, I think it is founders, actually i think the, that is the original intent. yeah but they didn't um, have the founders didn't have a lot of a lot of faith in the federal government to yeah. um to bring about the kind of you know virtuous unity that, that mm-hmm. people might want mm-hmm. yeah i mean in fact i don't think the constitution would have been ratified if the ten ten if the Bill of Rights hadn't uh, been attached to it, I mean, I'm I'm almost, I know that that would it would not have been ratified, right? Yeah, there, there uh, are, yeah. People said I'm not going to sign it unless. That's right. Yeah, you know. right. Yeah, uh, that was meant to relieve the states of their anxiety about an overreaching uh, federal government. But um, uh, okay, and then what? So so that's a best case scenario. That doesn't happen. Then I think we're going to end up authoritarian. Right. Totally authoritarian in one way or another. And yeah, which would be preferable, an authoritarian right or authoritarian left? 
Um, to me, you're asking me, I, I would say authoritarian right would be more preferable. Yeah. Because I mean, I, yeah. the, the authoritarian left seems to command evil. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. I mean, obviously, like you said, that's not an endorsement of that, right? I mean, but you're just sort of thinking yeah, through. It's not what I want. It's not what you want. Yeah, right. Yeah. But you're thinking through the possibilities and, you know. Right. And I'm not, I'm not even sure that it would be good. Even an authoritarian right solution, I don't think is really good. And mm. the reason I don't think it's good is because I, I know that we live in a fallen world. And, um, and how can I put this? Um, I think we've got plenty of evidence that people people who want to govern from the right <laughs> uh -huh. even if objectively they um endorse a number of goods right mm -hmm. they're not infallible uh no. they're not they're not beyond reproach mm -hmm. um and so you know they also will endorse some evils and mm -hmm. get things wrong get things wrong right mm -hmm. catastrophically so mm -hmm. um there could be a lot of injustice Mm -hmm. uh, I just think it's the nature, it's the nature of fallen humanity that, mm -hmm. uh, it, so, so to me, it's sort of in God's wisdom, right? That, mm -hmm. that when, to the extent that he gives over the responsibility of governance to the human community, mm -hmm. um, he, I think he really does not envision that we try a hundred percent to mimic the way that he governs mm. the universe mm -hmm. right um but that we try to find other ways of aligning ourselves to the goods that he commands mm -hmm. uh, that are more suited to the kind of beings that we are mm -hmm. and to me it just seems unlikely that an authoritarian form of government uh, let's say a hyper authoritarian form of government mm -hmm. is is going to be um is going to be that that means mm -hmm. so you know looser reins I, I guess i see that depending upon the state of the culture right the mm -hmm. reins will be looser or tighter yeah uh, but if we become completely incapable of governing ourselves unwilling right. to do the good right mm -hmm. then then you, you can't i mean you're not capable of governing yourself you have to be governed by someone else Sure. That's the framers were very upfront about that. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And that goes, I mean, again, a very classical construction, right? If you're not capable yeah. of governing yourself, so you have to be governed by somebody else, right? Um, I think, yeah, I mean, it's a two-edged sword, right? Uh, definitely. I mean, and I think you you've articulated that well. It seems to me that human fallenness and depravity both justify authoritarianism in some cases, uh -huh. but also make you very concerned about authoritarianism. Right? <laughs> like it's, 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 it cuts both ways right like you know you could see like that our fallenness is such that you know there might be some reasons for having an authoritarian setup but that very those same the same fallenness also makes me worry about giving that much authority right mm -hmm. uh to 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 somebody because more than likely they're gonna uh, use it for ill um but yeah, I mean, I think those are, but we, I think it's good to, to think through those things. I think you do, I, I would say just from a philosophical perspective, it has to be conceded that authoritarianism is at least uh, potentially legitimate mm -hmm. uh, in some cases. Um, and whether that, you know, uh, is now or not, or, or whatever particular historical circumstances is a, is a second is a secondary is a second question um but i think you at least have to grant that it's at least in principle um possibly good and that um it doesn't necessarily subvert authentic freedom yes at a practical level it seems that it often does though <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe maybe would you say uh the, maybe we can close with this uh here that i don't know if i'd say most but historically that uh most or many christian monarchies were authoritarian yes i think that's fair to say 
however um it, here's what it seems to me to be the case mm. there were practical limitations placed upon the reach of the monarch sure and um and so and i think there were expectations that you know there was a certain purview of the monarch's authority beyond that purview mm -hmm. it was um unbecoming for him to attempt to reach sure right i think that's correct uh and um and so that placed limits where they did wherever that purview was sure they were authoritarian mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that purview was fairly narrowly circumscribed mm. it seems to me mm -hmm. what do you think you know more about this kind of thing than i do i think it's just very uh historically it's it's very dependent on where and when you know uh, -huh. uh i do think you're right certainly you know if you think about somewhere like england which is our historical background there is a there's a sort of rising tie well there's an ancient sort of ancient british liberties right uh that were certainly guarded jealousy and then jealously and then you know in the mid to late medieval period and into the early modern period a rising tide of liberties um mm -hmm. yeah, that um uh limited the monarch's claims you know uh well, now American Revolution. Under, henry, henry, under henry the eighth you know uh i mean obviously he's he's uh i guess a heretic right but you know uh he was a Protestant king, I guess. Um, you know, he he had pretty pretty wide purview. You know, well, uh, you know, he was the head of the church, yeah. right? You know, right. Um, yeah. Now, even before then, the the English monarchy, which is the one under waxes and wanes. I mean, it, it yeah, at periods it does have more expansive uh, uh, powers, and other periods it, it recedes. Same thing in France. You know, Germany is interesting. You know, the Holy Roman Emperor was never very powerful, but some of the lower monarchs under him were actually quite powerful in their own territory. So I think mm -hmm. it just kind of depends on where you think the Byzantine Emperor, who is kind of like the head of the church, you know, for the Byzantine, you know, for Byzantium, right? Uh -huh. uh, certainly commands it, right? Um, and controls it. I mean, I, he has got, he's got some pretty broad powers there, right? Yeah. Including, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, authority with respect to icons. Right? So, oh. you know, like, is there, is there, you know, I mean, that was finally settled by a council, but the, no, none of the emperors, uh, whether they were iconoclasts or iconophiles, uh, had any qualms about legislating on the matter. Yeah. Uh -huh. Right. So that would be a pretty um, broad set. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's not a, there's not a universal um no i don't think so answer yeah. to that but but we can maybe point to some some trends at least in the west mm -hmm. right where in the west there you tend to have a i, I guess i'd say in the west you tend for the most part of more circumscribed mm -hmm. authority from monarch um but you're right like under henry the eighth he broadened his scope a great deal and mm -hmm. but eventually um Eventually, I think with the American Revolution, that sort of thing mm -hmm. came to a head. Mm -hmm. And after that point, you had mm -hmm. sure precipitous decline in yeah. the um, authority that the monarch. Sure. Had. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, in, in England, you know, it's interesting. The uh, uh, with Henry through James the Second, right? And mm -hmm. you've got a good number of different kings there. I mean, there you have really the monarchy. You know, sort of a aspirations towards absolute monarchy. Yeah. right uh in different uh versions um but eventually the nobles kind of bring that like in the glorious revolution right they mm -hmm. that they're, they're done with that <laughs> like we're not going to do that this is <laughs> like anymore uh but uh anyways that's interesting well thanks for the opportunity to talk about this but i think it's an interesting thing uh topic in terms of you know thinking about regime thinking about political theory you know yeah uh and um trying to uh, you know think more carefully and precisely about what we mean when we use those terms. That might be something we return to in future podcasts. You know, like what's the difference between an authoritarian regime and totalitarian, you know, that those sorts of things, you know, yeah. like I was talking about earlier. Right. Because anyway. they're not necessarily the same thing either. And, Correct. and the, um, um, and let me just say, mm -hmm. Dr. Smith, your, um, your Substack, the Logos letter is a great place okay. for people to go, to um, 
to think more precisely about these sorts of things. Yeah, good, good. Thank you. I've enjoyed, yeah, working on those things there. So. All right. Well, it was a great conversation. And um, to all of you out in the audience, uh, thank you for listening and God bless. <laughs>